It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Off day for the Cubs, all quiet now as the trade deadline approaches. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera getting you ready for what is the biggest week of the Cubs season. Off the field, of course, but it is still the biggest yeah. week of the Cubs season. Uh, follow Cody on Twitter, Cody underscore CHGO, Ryan underscore A underscore Herrera. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A. And I am at Luke Stuckmeyer. Um, or Steve. Or Steve, depending on who you ask. <laughs> Cubs have won six in a row. Doesn't matter. Out in San Francisco. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's just be miserable. David Ross uh, took his coaches golfing today out at one of the TPC courses. Doesn't matter. Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins, that's what matters right now. As much as a lot of people don't want to talk about it, this is it. We've built, it, built everything up since April to this point. So we'll talk about possible trade rumors we've heard, seen. We'll look at some prospect information, and then we'll all just vent. Ah, Sound good? Fair enough. Sound vent like a it. game plan? Let's do it. Uh, Cody, by the way, made it here on a scooter through the downpour and somehow Barely. looks dry. Yeah. Well, it helps. I'm wearing black. But also, my, <laughs> my shorts were definitely, uh, I think you can kind of see it, maybe, like a little damp. Uh, not trying to show <laughs> off my entire body here. Jack said, hi, Steve. Hi, mm-hmm. Ryan. Hi, Cody. Hi, Joey. It's actually not Joey it's not today. Joey. No Joey we today. We got uh, Sarah producing the show today, so make sure you say hi to her. Everyone give her, asked, give her a round uh, of applause. Everyone should ask to see Sarah at some point in this, in this yeah, show. Uh, uh, $2 super chat at least. <laughs> yeah. Only $2. I'm definitely worth more than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's $10 super seems... chat. Joey, Sarah, Joey, was, Joey only took $1.99 to get on the show. So. Uh, Fuck 99 so, I mean, I'll, I'll make it $3.99. There you go. <laughs> there they are. Hi, Sarah. Go, Hi, Jack. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I, love, I love the base that we have, we have grown here at CHGO Cubs. We are... We are blessed to, to be able to sit here, talk oh, yeah. about this shitty team, and, and interact with everyone else. I mean, really, the, what, what, what did we have yesterday? How many people did we have on here we had, on, um, on the hour-long one? We had a lot of people. At one point, triple digits. Or the four-hour-long one, I should and, say. And, I mean, I'll just be real. Like, we don't get triple digits every show. Uh, we didn't, I don't even think we hit triple digits live on Sunday for the, when we were live for the entire game on Sunday. We had, that was the most we had, in, live at least, uh, yesterday in a while. Oh, yeah. Right. No, was... And, and it, we're building this. We're, we're, 
we're setting the bar low because this team is so horrible. Yeah. Despite the fact that they've won six in a row. Yeah. Don't fool yourselves. It's a bad baseball team, and it's about to get much, much worse. Uh, Kevin Wells saying, yeah. I think that's the only shirt Ryan owns. Uh, it appears that Kevin didn't watch our live stream on Sunday, yeah. or he would have known we that all we had all the wore the black, the black CHGO we shirt. Did. Yeah, we all did wear like the, the OG CHGO black CHGO shirt that yeah. we all got. So Kevin clearly wasn't watching our Yesterday, live stream. But a lot of people liked it. A lot of yeah. people enjoyed it. Yesterday, I was wearing my points bet t-shirt. Today, I'm wearing the points bet, points bet hoodie. So, yes, I have more than one shirt for everyone who is wondering. <laughs> because it might look like I'm wearing the same shirt as yesterday. But I just want to put that out there to let everyone know that I, I did do my laundry. Uh, Jack R. says, imagine when the Cubs are good. Yeah, that's worth thinking, too. And then there might I be a CHGO, CHGO bar by then. Ooh, Rumors of. Could Perhaps. happen. That'd be nice. That'd be like a three-story CHGO bar by then. Like, right. It's going to be like remodeling. you ever been in Nashville? They do the three-story ones where yeah. there's a band on each floor. That's what I'm thinking. I'm not saying that will yeah. have been like the third remodel right. by, the, at, by that point. Uh, you know, speaking before we get to the – because there's plenty of rumors and not rumors and fake rumors. Uh, when they go to make this CHGO bar, I would like a floor dedicated just to like pop a shot ping pong Ooh, like sort great. of a game floor that yeah. would be awesome right and yeah. i would love what about those like air not the air hockey but the with the little stiff, oh the bubble hockey yeah the bubble, bubble hockey, hockey would be yeah yeah if oh, there's okay. a must for like one of like the games in a bar games. it's not skee ball or whatever but like papa shots yeah, always 100%. good uh bubble hockey's a must like the old Definitely. school just always fun games. i don't need a pool table too much well, geometry involved put some foosball in there those can get that can get intense foosball. Little NBA Jam, oh. little arcade style. Oh, a couple arcade games in the corner. Maybe yeah. some Galaga rolling. Someone was Galaga? saying uh, old school Pac-Man. Get some bags or a batting cage. Someone said a batting oh. cage. On batting the cage. Floor. Too many injuries. Mm. Too many injuries. Too many liabilities. We don't want to. Yeah, That's we're not right. trying to make sluggers too. I like I like the idea of a batting wow. cage in there. Just That's the first time that we wondered what it would take to draw Law Dog out of his air conditioned <laughs> cube over there, especially air conditioned cube. Oh, it's not even on. Ah, uh, uh, zing, zing. Uh, all right. So let's. Where do you want to start? I I was going through just kind of searching the internet. I've talked to some people. Listen, we all know Wilson Contreras is gone, right? Uh, we all think Ian Happ is gone. The, let's just go with most of the guys that we're pretty sure are getting traded because I haven't heard anything about Patrick Wisdom or Rafael Ortega. Or who else would be a, a maybe guy? Like, I think those are the two that are sort of French. Kyle Hendricks is another one because he's hurt. Like, I don't see how they trade him at this point. The other one is, like, Stroman, which, like, it keeps getting Stroman thrown out there. Right. But if like, they, I, but if I they trade Stroman, but, uh, my goodness, prepare yourselves yeah, for a long rebuild. That's what I'm and saying. Pre- is like, that's the one prepare that yourself keeps, for an even bigger backlash. That's the one oh, that keeps yeah. getting PR thrown wise. out, and I just, like, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see yeah. it happening. I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't put any hey, stock into it. I don't rule it out. Your your friends, Gordon Whitmire has Stroman in his like top did, five of his two, uh, yeah. of his rankings for his number but two. He's sticking. You right know one pieces. thing about Gordon Whitmire, and I don't think he would deny this. He's an instigator. He is. He's he's a poker. He, <laughs> he likes the hot red poker to get people. I've going. read I've read some stuff, and man, does he trigger me easy. Yeah, so, he he yeah. loves. I'd love he to get you to two trigger in a room people. together. He likes to trigger people, and he likes to trigger the team a little bit. Yeah, I'd love to like, put I'd love to put him and Gordon in a room for like ten minutes and just see what happens. Yeah, 
he's a he's an instigator. Uh, all right, let's go, David Robertson. The first thing I had seen is like he's. We knew he would draw interest. He's had a really good season. ERA under two. He's done a good job as a closer. He had a couple of like a couple games in the last month where he thought, uh-oh, trade value. Cody was doing trade value down a couple times. Oh, yeah. He's rebounded nicely. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of different things. I, I saw that the Mets are looking for a reliever because they don't have a good left-handed reliever, but they, he's, he's someone that could at least fill that role in a different way. And so the Mets, Yankees, Rays, all three of those I've heard linked to Robertson. And I believe the quote from... I think this was from uh, Jeff Passan that he's among the most popular names on the trade market. Oh, is that in like his big um, trade, like trade yeah, market where he's going story. through all this stuff? Yeah, I yeah. don't remember exactly where I saw it, but I did read somewhere that like Robertson is a name. When you talk about relievers, he's at the top of the list for a lot of a lot of teams. He's a proven guy. He's not just someone that's done it once. Yeah, it's someone we've talked about how he's like you know he, he's a veteran. He knows you know he's a veteran who, who knows how to play winning baseball. Obviously, he's had, like, this fountain of youth season at 37 that, like, I don't think any of us really saw coming, but he's been very good the entire year. Um, outside of, you know, outside of that one week, the the Dodgers and the Milwaukee um, blown saves, but he's been very good all year. And he knows how to play, you know, in the bright lights, in the biggest stadiums. Mm-hmm. He's played in New York. He's played in Chicago on both sides of the town. Like, this is a guy that has never shied away from being in the spotlight, like, being in the, being in the biggest markets and playing in the biggest markets. So... Um, it's not surprising to see that the Mets or the Yankees would actually like, in, you know, entertain or, or look into bringing him to New York because he's, at this point, you know, everyone's looking for relief pitching. Everyone, any anyone that's going to be a contender, like the thing is, you can never have too much pitching in general, but relief pitching for sure. Um, and he's been one of the best, uh, the best relievers as far as guys that could theoretically be traded by Tuesday. I think I think it, you could say that. The for only sure. difference between him and, like, a Kimbrel of last year is, like, no one's going to trade for David Robertson to be a closer, even though the White Sox didn't use him as a closer, right? Right. even though they should have. That's just my two cents. (laughs) Uh, But, um, you know, the Mets and the Yankees are going to use him as a eighth inning, seventh or eighth inning setup guy. That's already got Edwin Edwin, – I want to say Jackson, but it's not Jackson. Diaz. And then uh, the Yankees – they, they they already have someone too, and it's not ringing a bell in my head. But um, I just because of that, I think the the haul you get back for a guy like David Robertson is going to be more like what they got for a Tapera or Chafin last year. That's why I feel like that's why he's been mixed in with trades with Contreras or Hap. Mm-hmm. And so again, yeah, that if anyone is curious to why that might be, I that's my two cents and what, what or at least what I think of why that he's not really like I doubt the Cubs are going to move him alone you know what I mean but if they you know if they I mean, do they might you know because they did it last might. year yeah, all, all three of their top relievers did get you know chafing to the A's to pair well those guys Tepera, are all young though to pair and Kimbrough both went to the south side but in separate deals so they did really trade them all separately so yeah. I kind of like the idea of comboing up some of the guys because at this point in the Cubs rebuild the farm system has been replenished a little bit. It was really barren. We've heard a lot of names. Guys are doing well. Progress is being made at those lower levels. I would rather have one really good prospect from a team than I would three young guys that 
you have no idea if they're going to make it. Like, I, I just would rather have... I'd rather have one really good guy than two average guys at this point. And I know prospects are hit or miss. It was uh, interesting to see in the chat somebody saying, hey, how absurd is it that they can... They have enough prospects, the Mets, to look at all these deals. Yeah, it was Pat Hunt. Pat saying... Baez, Wilson, Hap, and Robertson, they could be trading for potentially all of those guys. And that's when you realize how bare the Cubs farm system was, was. because who would, who would have ever been trade partners with the Cubs on anything? Well, the trade, what, trade wasn't an option if you were trying to add for the Cubs because there was nobody you could ship away that was going to get you major league talent. Like, so in, that's, they in need a way, to build that. Can, yeah. In a way, you can look back at the Cole Hamels trade and the Nick Castellanos trade and be like, wow. Theo, goat. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, the the Cubs farm after 2017, who 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 was a guy? David Bodie. Bodie and Hap, but Hap took a Hap, while, you know? Well, Hap yeah. was 17. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, like, right. I'm talking about 18 and on, like, in terms of, like, a not even, like, a major, but just even, like, a just, like, a someone. It really was. It really was. It really was just Bodie, like, yeah. and then, you know, so even that was kind of Well, like we're going to talk Bodie about some of them, too, yeah, soon, but, yeah, like, well. Alzali and Marquez Alzali, and some of these okay. guys, yeah. they, they, you would have hoped that they'd have been at the major league level right yeah, now, right. but injuries have been a big problem, and that's yeah, right. part of baseball. Alzali is another one with Bodie, you could say. I think he made his debut in 18 or 19, so you got me there. Um, I always you. forget about Alzali, and I feel bad because he's got, got great you. stuff, but if, you know, at this point you're hoping Alzali can come back at some point this year and then you know, get some innings in and feel, maybe be healthy going into mm-hmm. next year. I don't know, though. I had not seen uh, – Ken Rosenthal had said that the Rays are also pretty busy looking at Cubs relievers in general. Like, that's, that's another team that um, has done a nice job of developing their own players. So I would yeah. feel good about taking you – know, there's some franchises you get their prospects or you look at their prospects and you're like, well, they don't do a great job of developing, developing prospects. Either, so yeah. I don't know if I really want to dig into that farm system anyways. The Rays are one of those teams – um, that have always been able to take homegrown talent, turn it into major leaguers, and then, you know, they can't afford them when they get good, so they just know that they're going to recycle the players. Yeah. Um, Jesse Rogers uh, always kind of has his finger on the pulse saying that Michael Givens to the White Sox makes sense. And I was like, uh, I, I guess I could they see need, that. They need a reliever, right? And he said that, they had act, that Rick Hahn and the Sox had actually kicked the tires on him a year ago. Okay. And so it's sort of a follow back to see where that's at. Cubs he relievers does in general are an White interesting Sox. group. Like he he has he has White Sox written on I, his face. I would, basically, I'd say I'd <laughs> I say, could see it. You know, it's another it's it's another one of those scenarios where Michael Givens. I mean, he had like a little bit of a rough patch, or I think he his, his walk rate was up um, for a little bit there, but he's kind of settled back in. I don't think I I don't remember the exact number, but he hasn't given up a run an earned run in like. Uh, going on been double like 13 digit innings. or 14 out I think I think I think it's like f- up to like 14 innings or something like that I, yeah. it's in double digits of innings um and again it's just another place where the, the White Sox seem like a fit sure but again like every team is looking for relief help Givens probably won't command definitely won't command what like a Craig Kimbrell commanded last year right yeah. um but he's gonna get he's gonna he's gonna get he's, he's gonna get the Cubs something in return of, of decent value um, but it's not going to cost other teams like a top prospect, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. Um, but I, the White Sox. I mean, I, I haven't read the Jesse Rogers article, so I don't know exactly. Like, but if they if they did, 
they are interested in him, I don't see why the Cubs wouldn't like. He was mostly saying that. they're a good fit, and they had kicked the tires on him last year. Yeah, it's logical that they would be looking at him again. Yeah. So if that, if that's a team that has has interest in Michael Givens in the past and still has interest yeah. in him, then that I could certainly see that being a place where like the Cubs obviously aren't shy about trading with the, the their crosstown rivals. Like they right had two no. last year. Obviously the Jose Quintana trade big big one five years ago um so i mean it's definitely like a possibility and something that i could see happening i also think teams are starting you know it's it's changed baseball and i think teams value these prospects more and more than they ever did because they, they just like the ricketts family the other other cities are like let's let's find a cheaper way to do this maybe the white Sox are thinking well their off season kind of proved this let's go with a lower level guy and see if that can build a winner just like the Braves did last year the Braves didn't make super splashy yeah. trade deadline moves they made some smaller ones they made the Givens Martin type you know like those type of guys Jock Peterson but you can make naked it work that work. way they naked guys here yeah always there he is yeah he's there he is got a always. heater <laughs> wears the same pair of shorts out there every single day yeah, no shirt just had to point it out anyway Sorry. anyways um <laughs> should we read I this? think that's a bit of a trend as well yeah no, I'm, Not necessarily going for the big guy all the time. Right. Well, the White Sox have so much talent, and actual it is actual talent, and they just haven't played up to the level that they're capable capable of. That doesn't mean they have bad players, but so that's why it's kind of hard for at least from my view on the outside looking in for, at them. It's like they have like where where what can they really do to improve their team? It's like they they have the guys. That they grew, that they had homegrown, gave extensions to. You had, you got the the, the starting pitching that, you know, is it should be better. I mean, well, it actually has been better of late, but I yeah. think it's their offense really that's been the biggest issue with them and why they haven't won games. But they've just been very mediocre all season. I think they're at a point where, because of what their record is, they're not going to go all in on. On someone crazy, well, but it's also, a Michael Givens makes right. sense. Yeah, it's also I mean I compare it to, and I want to get to Lil Yumper's super chat here. Lil, Lil, you got to make the Lil Yumper. Yeah, I mean it is um, a super chat, so I guess we have to. I, I want to, but um, it kind of reminds me of what happened with Givens and the Reds, like getting traded to the Reds last year. The Reds were kind of in a similar spot, like like hovering around five hundred, but you know possibly like you didn't really know if they were going to be buyers or sellers at the deadline. And then they brought in like three relievers uh, during the last week before the deadline or during the week of the deadline, and one of them was Michael Givens. Um, and so that I could see a scenario where the same thing happens to Givens again this year, going to the White Sox, who have obviously, like you said, kind of underperformed injuries, whatever, have kind of taken their toll, but just haven't played, you know, to the World Series caliber a lot of people thought they could be coming yeah. into the season. Um, and so if this is a, a move that's not going to – this is not them going all in, depleting their farm system or any of that, but it's going to bring a good veteran reliever to potentially help kind of – you know, helping that turnaround in the second half, if that's whether you know if that if that can happen, um, I yeah again I could see that the White Sox making this like a a more minor move, not a big splash trade at the deadline, um, but still someone that's going to help them out in the second half as they try to you know turn things around and make that playoff push. Yeah, Lil Yumper wants us to jump ahead in the conversation, so you want to go back to the 
We'll go back to a couple of these possible ideas for the Cubs, and we'll let Lil Yumper take control of the show with his <laughs> with his super chat four ninety for five bucks. We're willing to do anything money, in this money rundown talks, today. Money talks. Speaking of trades, how about those rumors that the Cardinals and the Nationals are exchanging names for Soto? And you I did see those that. this morning, Cody. You woke up to him, and oh. that's when I texted Ryan. And I said we need to have some sort of wellness check plan for Cody. Over the next 24 hours, like, who's going to check in on him, make sure everything's okay? (laughs) I I am just so mentally beat up by that godforsaken franchise in St. Louis. They they have ruined my enjoyment of baseball for way too many years. That fan base deserves a hunter loss season. If there's any fan base in this in this country that deserves a hunter loss season for like a year or two, it's that one. They, but you know why they don't? Because they always have the prospects. They know how to develop players. It's disgusting. I hate that I'm saying that because that's positive stuff for them or it's nice things about them. No, no. That, but the sad thing is, is that they do have the prospects to get a guy like Juan Soto and then be okay after. They, they do. Well, I mean, a lineup that has Goldschmidt, Arenado, and Soto be a pretty good lineup. Right. No, the, only thing, <laughs> the only thing that gives me any kind of hope, and if, if that happens, is will they actually shell out a multi, yeah. like a, a double-digit year contract to, to Juan Soto? History shows that they, they won't do that. But they also, it's also, like, we've talked about it ends. Like, it's a... He's 23 years old. This never happens. They haven't. I mean, they didn't do it with Albert Pujols, but times were different back when when Pujols was in his prime, and you know that they don't regret not giving him that contract now yeah. uh, after signing that mega deal with the Angels back in the day too. So, I mean, the thing the thing uh, that scares me the most is that yeah, they do have the prospects, and 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 they and they could send uh you know. God, what makes me even more disgusted is they could they probably throw in like Harrison Bader and like Tyler O'Neill and then, and and and, 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 and the Nationals would be that seen. dumb. The Nationals would be that dumb to take on like those two guys, then like Nolan Gorman and uh, Walker and some other dude, aka Washing Machine and Flaherty because he's the, always hurt. Yeah, like it, it just it disgusts me. Like the Nationals, <laughs> they're gonna be right there with the Diamondbacks and the Rockies in terms of just really ruining my happiness. If Juan Soto is going to be on the Cardinals for the next decade uh, and, and, and me be in my 30s, oh, man. I, I might have to retire from watching baseball. It's I, w- I, no, it, it disgusts me. It absolutely um, disgusts me. I, I will say, and this might even hurt you even more, Cody. Remember I mentioned it on – I think I said it on Sunday that – because he still has two and a half years left on the contract, mm-hmm. even if they gave up this haul to get him, they could very easily flip him next year or at the, the year after yeah. the trade deadline yeah. and get you know, recoup some of those prospects. I'll say they this. Rent them. The, yeah, the, if there's anything you want me to, to say to, to flip my thinking on it is, well, they really need pitching right now. And their offense is fine. It's their, it's their pitching. Flaherty can't stay healthy. Miles Michaelis has been good. Adam Wainwright's old. You don't know what you're going to get out of him all the time. He's solid, but, you know, he's not the old Adam Wainwright. And Libertor is, you know, he's a rookie. And, like, where do they see him in this whole thing? He's going through his his stuff. Like, they 
their pitching really is like it's actually surprising because they're they've always had the pitching. That's why they're always in the division race. That's why they're all they always finish with a winning record every year because they've always had the pitching. But this year it's flipped. Like their offense is definitely there. It's the pitching that's not there, and so I am hopeful that because of that they're going to be more more likely to trade to make a trade for pitching than for Juan Soto because. Again, they they also like Arenado could opt out at the end of the year, and like then like I I don't know what they do like the, if they, if Arenado opts out and they decide they don't want to pay him and get and then trade for Soto then, you know, but again if the Nationals are really really set on trading him before the deadline, maybe the Cardinals are just like well we'll see what happens the rest of this year we're not the best team in the league but at least we got someone to build around for the next decade spin zone <laughs> uh, apparently mike rizzo said today that they're not looking to 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 dilute was it this is from by robert murray oh, robert uh, murray fan sided on junks at junks radio nationals gm mike rizzo said that we're not going to dilute the return of any player by including a bad contract he later added we are in conversation with blah, blah, blah. Right, so, so they're not patrick so a corbin. patrick corbin contract is which means the 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 package in return for Juan Soto will have to be greater because it's not like right. oh we don't have to give you these other prospects or two because we're taking on fifty nine million dollars for it, it really Corbin. will come down to what team is desperate yeah. what or, team is desperate or just feels like they've got endless prospects and and frankly that's what scares me about the Cardinals is they Ever. continue to just develop guys it's it's the Yankees it's the Dodgers it's the Cardinals those are three teams. That you never worry, you never hear somebody say like, "Wow, they haven't had a prospect come up in a while." Yeah, they do it all the time. Every they year, they can trade their three top prospects. The Cardinals, I feel like, every year, and it seems like, where did this guy come from? How they're they're not even rebuilding. Right. How do they have these guys that are available to be traded away all the time? I, I had a little. That's the sign. It, when I hate them, but that's the sign of a good organization for sure. And. It, I'm like that's that's what I that's how I feel like it's like I hate them with every being of my existence but man if the Cubs can get a farm system remotely close to how the Cardinals run things then yeah we won't be sitting here having a, a rebuild every 10 years man, you know that, I mean? that just, man this, it'd be tough to watch him on that took team up most for a of long our first time. segment yeah yeah <laughs> uh, Cody let's let's take a quick break and and or just visit uh, the other ones Let's get to points bet real quick, and we'll go back to those. Well, what kind of gambling you know, you're doing? I just said that some makes ni- you feel better. Yeah, you know, I just said some nice things about the Cardinals in terms of their farm system. But you know what? I'm taking the Blue Jays minus one and a half tonight. You know why? Because Arenado and Goldschmidt not playing because they're not vaccinated and they're playing in Toronto. I'm not here to tell you if that's right or wrong, but I will say that I think that's hilarious, and that's why I'm going to take the Blue Jays, who have won seven in a row and pounded – the Redbirds last night. Uh, so, yeah, minus 121 on my favorite app, points bet, guys. Uh, Luke, you going to ride with me on that? Uh, well, right now, I'm If you I'm can like, figure out how to log back I, in. Well, log, I, yeah, I, I forgot my login since. <laughs> since Sunday. Since Sunday, I've forgotten to log in. But uh, all I know is that I'm I'm plus for when we true. when I signed up with points bet. I'm like six bucks ahead of my there original you deposit. There you go. You can't, you can't be plus mad six. about that. I've profits, won 66%. Profit. Of my wagers, profits, profit, points man. bet, yeah. profit is profit. Profit is how many gurus can profit. say that? Not many. Sixty-six percent. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> if anyone wants to ride with me on that, feel free to tweet at me at Cody underscore chgo. But 
if you if you if you if you're on the brink and you, you haven't even signed up for points bet yet, well, right now is a perfect time to do it. So you can you know bet against the Cardinals or bet against whoever the hell you hate. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's 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 an awesome feeling to be able to do that. It's also you know points bet. It's the best way to support CHGO. So it's another reason why I love doing stuff like that. If you use that code CHGO, when you sign up, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt of your choice from CHGO Locker, like Ryan's. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, he works out. He's got, he's, he's got really, I'm not going to say anything. He, he just looks good in the shirt. And, you know, you. if you work out like Ryan does, you look like Ryan. I'm just saying. I'm giving you way too many compliments. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm done yeah. with that. Um, I'll, so, I'll, I'll, I feel good after that. I feel right. better. I feel like I can make it through the now rest I of the podcast. Now I need like 10 more insults to make up for all my niceness. Ryan's going to go do 10 push-ups <laughs> before this next. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, again, $2,000 in free bets, a free CHO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHO Locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com. We'll help you out. You're home for live in-play betting. Just got even better. You see an edge in the game you're watching. Is your favorite team prime for a comeback? If you're a Cardinals fan that, you know, just loves to hate the Cubs and you're sitting in here and you're telling me that, you know, you that you know that I'm a moron for saying everything I just said, well, you know, you can, you can live bet the Cardinals tonight when they're getting pounded, and maybe that will make you feel better. I don't know. Or you could bet them pregame just because they're going to be dogs. They're huge dogs tonight, actually. So I, I, just a scenario. Um, more live betting, more live markets, faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets. The moment the hit, stay in the live action all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now and use code CHGO. So what do you wait for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling referral services. Chicago sports fans, your home for the best Chicago sports coverage is now partnering with the leader in sports merchandise and collectibles, CHGO, teaming up with FOCO, to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around, whether it's Bears, Cubs, White Sox, Blackhawks, Bulls, FOCO will have something for you, your kid, a friend, or a loved one. Looking for some new gear, collectibles, or accessories? FOCO has officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids. Everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. FOCO has you covered and the best Chicago merchandise of your favorite team. Head over to FOCO.com. Click the link below in the YouTube description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. I am wondering about the swimsuit thing because I'm thinking if we could get Ryan in a Cubs Speedo or like a Cubs like singlet or something, that might help Foco out, you know? I'd, I had no idea you could buy team swimwear. Why don't you guys all do a day where you all just wear swimsuits on Saturday? Well, at 50, nobody wants to see me. <laughs> how, about, how about this? How about that's what we do when we have 40,000 followers on like CHO Cubs, like, yeah. uh, the CHO Cubs account on Twitter? Yeah. Luke has to wear a Speedo say, yeah, do a and go outside when Naked Man's on the balcony <laughs> and <laughs> chat. I'd be more willing to do that at 500,000. I'm going to shoot for the stars. 500,000? We have to have half a mil. But it's the point where you don't say anything to him. You just walk outside. Just speed uh, up and, by and the, see what he does. By the time we get to 500,000, nobody's going to want to see me in that <laughs> speed up. Wow. Uh, Hello, beautiful. <laughs> uh, Michael in the chat, Michael Cooley says, how do I get a membership? I did all of that and don't know how. 
Email pointsbet at allchgo.com. If you if you actually deposit fifty bucks, use the code CHGO at pointsbet, and you still don't have your thing, I would I would email that. Email. Yeah. What, was that, what was that again? Pointsbet at allchgo.com. Pointsbet at allchgo.com. Yep. Yes, they should help you out. Uh, RWB has has one that I have not. I haven't seen this spin zone before, but I kind of like the thinking. He said, what if we spin zone, we trade away Hap Contreras, Robertson, Martin, Givens, Ortega, Wisdom, Smiley, and when you take all those trades, take the prospects you get, and then try and go trade those guys to get Soto. Well, now, that I wouldn't be totally against, but you would still have to add other pieces. You'd have to add more My pieces. My guess is they'd still want Nico Horner. Yeah, probably. And they might want Keegan Thompson and all those guys you just got. Yeah. I don't think the Nationals would even consider that. No, I don't. I, I don't, but I like the reason. Oh, yeah. The reason being is everyone, and I've said this a few times on this show, is like I don't think we should like save yourself the pain and just don't get yourself up for like a major top 100 prospect coming in the system. Now, if it happens, I will raise my head and call my raise my hand and call myself a moron. But like, I am I am prepared for the Cubs to. Get teenagers for Contreras, and then maybe, maybe get someone close to the major leagues for Hap. I, I, I don't think like the Mets aren't going to give away their top catching prospect. Like from the Padres, I, I'd love to get Abrams or Capusano, I guess. But like, I'm not banking on it. I'm not like I'm not I'm not sold on that. Actually, I just I just don't think the Cubs are going to get. You know, the halls that we saw back in, you know, 2013, 2014. And that has a lot to do with just the market now and how teams just are not willing to part with their best prospects unless you're going to get a guy like Juan Soto. So, you know, like that, that's just, that's, again, if I'm wrong, then I will say, wow, Jed, you really surprised me. Like, I think last year is a good example. I mean, no one thought. PCA was going to emerge like this this year, and and you know maybe Killian was the only, like the one in those three trades that we were like, man, maybe we could see him next year. But like, it's not like he was a top 100 prospect when he came over. There was a lot a, a lot of interest in him from other teams, but like, you know, like it's not like the Cubs got major names that people knew about. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, that's kind of the thing is like like you said, like teams don't trade top prospects like that anymore. They don't just throw throw them around. But just because they're not an organization or top, in the top 100 or in the organization's top three prospects, like there's still a lot of good baseball players in That's minor true. league, and and I know Michael Collada is talking about in the, in the chat, like not trusting Jed to make good trades, all yeah. you know, all that stuff. It's he, his brand. He, he he did make good trades, um, and, and at least as far as the returns have been in the last year, PCA, Caleb Killian, Alexander Canario, um, Kevin Alcantara. Um, you know, like those are all. Owen Casey's been off to. Owen Casey too. Yeah, yeah. the you Darvish trade, but yeah. Yeah, well, sure. even that's yeah. like even that's like not even mm-hmm. that. Like that's when they decided to you know blow up mm-hmm. the team. Um, right. But that's those are at least in the last year, year and a half or so, have brought good returns. None have made it to the major league roster. I guess Killian did, but um, you know he's back down to boy now. Uh, but they all look to have a future, and you know obviously fans are excited about them. And none of those were like the big name prospects that were being floated out there for some of these big name, you know, trade chips. Mm-hmm. So, K- 
can you go out and, and if they trade Wilson Contreras, if they trade Ian Happ, go out and get guys that maybe aren't top prospects and you know number one prospect, number two prospect in a certain team system, but can still be good prospects to get excited about? I think so. Yeah. And I think Jed um, and, and, and the, the scouting department and everyone that kind of went in, everyone that worked on those trades last year, it looks like they did a good job. And so I think if you just kind of look at that, they you can kind of at least have some faith that, hey, let's see what happens again this time around and then judge it a year later. Judge it, judge it after you get a full kind of slate from what, from what they get back in return uh, when some of these guys are traded. I think that's the best way to approach it and best way to look at it. And, yeah. again, back to the beginning of the podcast, like their two big fish obviously are Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras. Those are their two all-star guys that they are, they are willing to trade Contract reasons, I guess, with both. Um, I personally both guys have said that they have not had any extension talks with yeah. the Cubs. That makes me believe that Ian Happ is going in this trade deadline. Um, Jeff Passan saying the Astros have been linked to Wilson Contreras. Um, yep. You know, Maldonado is their guy, uh, but he's not a hitter at all. And his pitch framing is marginal, but he's, he's great at throwing guys out. He's great at managing a rotation, but Passon also points out that one of the few knocks on Contreras is teams are worried about whether or not as a marginal game caller, whether he'll be able to adjust fast enough to rotation. We talked about that a little bit yesterday about like whether or not he'd be able to come in, take control of the best pitchers on a road and, and be a full-time catcher for somebody, or are you really going to give up a lot for a guy just to have another DH possibility and maybe swap out to have him come in and give you some at-bats in the second half of a game. I, I don't know. I think that market's interesting. Obviously, the Mets have been mentioned with him a lot, too. Yeah. I, I think, and, and this is, I mean, let me know if you guys agree, Wilson has caught all-star caliber pitchers from a majority yes. of his career. It, as, as, even as a young catcher, he was catching them, and they all thrived. They all succeeded. Even Kyle Hendricks never made an all-star team, but he was a f- number three or number four, whatever it was, uh, in, in the Cy Young race back in, like, 16. Like, he, he, just because he's not the maybe the best game manager or pitch framer or even the best at just managing a pitching rotation as a whole or uh, pitching staff as a whole, that doesn't mean those all-star pitchers or, or veteran pitchers that – know how to work with different catchers throughout mm-hmm. their career can adjust to him. Like, I don't think it all is going to come from, from Wilson adjusting to a new pitching staff. I think, like, if he gets traded, you know, to say to the Mets, Max Scherzer would know, you know, what to do. Like, he'll, I think Max Scherzer would still be Max Scherzer regardless of who's behind the plate, right? Like, yeah. Max Scherzer's a guy that doesn't need the catcher to tell him what to do. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. really, those guys are younger pitchers that haven't been in the postseason before. And I'm not saying yeah. there's not the communication back and forth. But in reality, if you have Max Scherzer on your rotation, he's telling the catcher what he's throwing. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. Now, the comment from Kyle Hendricks during the season just kind of raving on and on about Jan Gomes did make me realize that guys do see a difference between Jan Gomes calling a game and Wilson Contreras. But he also balances out your lineup even more when you can when you have a catcher with that's offensively that productive. It also gives you some options that way. So I I, I know that the the Astros have another option, and that is one of their younger prospects, one of their top prospects is a catcher. 
I would love to see the Cubs go to the Astros and say, all right, here's Wilson. And we'll throw in whoever, Givens, Robertson. I don't care who else you're putting in the package. I like the idea of that top prospect that's a catcher that's not quite there. So now you would have Amaya and this guy looking at being pieces of your future for catching. Like, is he available? I don't know. But I'm sure that's the type of stuff Jed's looking for. Like, okay, Astros, you really want him? Then give us the guy that's not quite ready for the majors but is pretty close. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what Cody's been dreaming of. (laughs) Guys that are on the fringe of the majors but maybe not quite ready to dip into the postseason this year. It's the only way that I'm going to be happy about moving Contreras and Happ is if you get guys who are ready to go next year. And saying happy is putting it lightly. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be happy either way. But, like, I can at least get up for the 2023 Cubs if they get some guys who can play next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, we'll see. I, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's always funny about how trade season works. Everyone starts pit, nitpicking at all of the flaws of all these different players and stuff. And it's like, for the last six years, Wilson Contreras has been – a great catcher offensively and he's been good enough defensively and he's improved defensively from from the moment he came up he's been he's been an improved defensive catcher and you know he always had the arm the framing has improved it's still not great but it has improved like all these teams all these all all the stuff that you're reading like to me it's just so interesting because it's like at the end of the day these people are going to make these trades because they're desperate enough, because they need that that bat one more, like one more bat, or they need, you know, if they're the catcher they have is hitting one seventy and has a WRC plus a fifty, then yeah, they could they they could they could probably suffer a little bit on the defensive side for the catcher if they get that bat in there to to go with the rest of their offense. Like to me, it's like it's all these nitpicking things. Yeah. Like it's well, so dumb. And don't forget, <laughs> Cody, this is a game of chess. For sure. And because the rumors are out there and you see Jeff Passan say, somebody's telling Jeff Passan, well, they're worried about, I guarantee you it's not Jed Hoyer saying they're worried about that. Oh, for sure. It's a team that's interested in Wilson Contreras trying to knock down the value publicly so other teams are like, yeah, you're right. We don't want Wilson Contreras. He's not a great game manager. Like, the releasing of stuff to the media is very calculated by the general managers. It doesn't get out on accident. Oh, for sure. And, and I understand that. I just, again, it'll come down to whatever team's desperate enough to to want to add that one more piece. Yeah. And Wilson Contreras this year is that one more piece. Him and Ian Happ are the one more piece for whatever team, you know, that needs that bat. But Yeah, that goes into what we're all saying. It's like what you said, the, 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 they're trying to, like, you know, decrease the yeah. value of what Knock other it down. teams see in Wilson. But – Regardless, they're still going to make that trade, and they're going to make that trade, and Wilson's going to go in. It's not going to be a seamless transition because a lot of that never really is. But those guys, they go to, if he goes to Houston, those guys are all just in the postseason last year. Like, they'll figure it out. Like, they'll figure right. it out. It's not going to be like Wilson's going to come in and, and, and the, the pitching staff's just going to implode. Like, they'll figure it out. Those guys are all veteran pitchers, most of them, that know how to, that know how to pitch in big games. Like, you know, right. like it's I, I don't. I don't see any reason why Wilson, you know, maybe not being the best, best game manager. That that's probably I don't see that stopping a team from that wants uh, an upgrade, especially an upgrade with a bat at catcher. Just another bat. Forget him. that he's a catcher. Yeah, he's exactly. another bat from that you getting, can put yeah, in there. Exactly. Um, Ian Happ, uh, Dennis Lynn of the Athletics, saying Padres have inquired about Contreras 
and Happ. And again, that's what I'm talking about. I know you might trade both of these guys and you might be able to get four prospects. Let's say it's two for each. I'd rather have the Padres higher end prospect than four guys that, because you've already done one sell off. Yep. Like I, I'm shooting for the stars with these guys. Like I'd, I'd rather trade like he's not what he was, what uh, was suggested by RWB, but like, yeah, I'd rather trade three or four of them to one team and be like, Hey, you need upgrades. Here's some upgrades for you. Now give us your, one of your top two prospects. And that's what teams don't really don't want to do. Um, Let's get to, um, and, and by the way, I do want to say, Jack R's pointing out what I was saying about like how reporters can be used. That also, I'm not saying Jeff Passan's not a good reporter. Jeff Passan is also filtering out some stuff that he's hearing, knowing that some of it's like chess pieces yeah, moving yeah. back and forth. Like he's, he's aware that that's what's going on as well. Um, all right, let's do prospect watch. Enough about the guys. Mm-hmm. We, we know guys are on their way out. What about guys that could be on their way up, whether it's this season or next season? And, you know, one of the bright spots, um, Ryan, was like hearing that Brendan Davis, they're pretty sure he's playing again this season, which yeah. is something we were worried he was going to lose the whole year, which would have really set them back. Yeah, we, we talked to um, Jared Banner. Uh, I believe his title, let me see just make sure I get it right. Uh, Vice President of Play- Vice President of Player Development, Jared Banner. Uh, we talked to him on Monday. Um, you know, I asked about Brendan Davis, and he said that, you know, as the quote shows right here, uh, he's down in Arizona as we speak, just building up. We're hopeful we'll have him in games within the next two to three weeks. So you know, we had that back surgery, um, which from the reports was like the best case scenario kind of thing, like mm-hmm. nothing structural, is what I remember. Um, and so, you know, we've gotten reports that he's kind of already starting to ramp things up. He's starting to run all the stuff. And we're like, oh, like, okay, like this is, this seems, this seems like, a, like he's on a good timeline. And then now we get, oh, two to three weeks, he could be playing games, not triple A. Right. Mind you, uh, he made sure to kind of mention that, uh, down in the, the complex league in Arizona, um, that he, if he's getting a game action two to three weeks from Monday, that's mid, mid August, if he could be back in triple a for like the last couple of weeks of the season like that's I don't, I don't i don't know if anyone was really expecting that when the news first kind of came. what if out? we went down to triple a and did well at the end of the season bring him up for a week at the <laughs> end of the season i i totally ruled out the idea to make it back to the majors but i don't know if he, if he went if he did make it back to triple a wasn't having pain all of a sudden was having the results he wasn't having at at iowa because of the the back pain yeah i think Maybe. the yeah. That would all be great. I I I'd be looking forward to seeing what he if they see if they put him in the Arizona Fall League. Yeah. Just to, way you more know, likely. Just to get those just to get those at bats and then you know, I again, they trade Contreras and Hap. There's going to be a lot of all right, how much you spend in the offseason? How much like how much are you relying on some of these young guys to come up and be really part of, you know, the success of next year's team? Well, Brennan Davis, I mean, I don't think a lot of people would be on board to see him, you know, start in AAA again next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why I think the Arizona Fall League would be that's, very, very important. And that's something that, you know, uh, Jared Banner didn't rule out. Like, he, you know, he's obviously Brandon Davis isn't even back in game action yet, so they have to obviously right, yeah, watch right. how he progresses in that sense. 
Um, but just with missing this much time with the injury, um, you know, Jared Banner said, you know, kind of just maybe like pretty much maybe as far as like can he go play to the Arizona Fall League, not not ruling it out, not saying it's going to happen, just like let him kind of get back to it. I can see him going to the Arizona Fall League just so he gets some of the game action that he missed. Um, but, again, that remains to be seen. But it, that's even that is good news too. Like, hey, like Brennan Davis will be healthy enough to not only – what appears to be look like what appears that he come he can come back at some point this season, but just to be able to go in and possibly play in the in the in the Arizona Fall League as well, like that's all good news on the on the Brennan Davis front because that finding out he had back surgery was he kind was of like terrible. Whoa. I mean, whenever the news Whoa. dropped, we were like, oh, he ain't doing anything the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, right? so it, it's it's looking positive. That's yeah. that's the good news. The bad news is Braylon Marquez had shoulder surgery. I definitely, <laughs> well, I, I definitely reacted appropriately in Slack last night um, or the night before. Monday night. Like, I'm – this is nothing against him. Like, this sucks for him. But, like, how much longer can you just wait on a guy? I mean, what did, what did he do to have to have this shoulder surgery? Well, surgery? you just can't and, count on him anymore. You can't well, count sure, on him being part of for your sure, future. But my thing is, is like and, – and this is mainly on the Cubs is like – the updates that they have giving up, given us on Braylon Marquette. Yeah. So just don't make any sense. Like he They're comes weird. into he comes into camp late, apparently has COVID for the second time, and then you hear nothing and he's not he's not even a double A. He's not pitching the same thing happened last year. Like everything has just been like, oh he had COVID. And it's like, okay, if he's really had COVID and it's been this bad for him, then no, like, that's not what it was. Like he, exactly that's not what it was. He was he was building up. He had the I mean he came to, to spring training late because of the COVID, but he had you know, he had COVID last year, then he had all the shoulder issues, then, you know, came, came back again this year, and then I guess those those shoulder issues just kind of kept um, – just never I – mean, I don't know if it was the exact same stuff that was bothering him last year, but, like, he had him again this year, and that stuff just never went away. So, But just, like, the, the official thing is he had a, a surgical debridement of his left shoulder on June 17th, so he's going to miss the rest of the season um, from kind of what I've – taken from what that term means again i'm not a doctor i'm not a, but but i say last it's time, a scraping I'm not, up cleaning I'm not, a, yeah. it's a cleaning up scraping away yeah i'm not a, i'm not, I'm not a, what did i say last time i'm not a shoulderologist i don't believe a debridement um, is like tying pieces or new ligaments or anything together it's it's a cleaning yeah up. That, that's what i've kind of taken from that is like more of a cleaning up uh, which maybe that's a better scenario than obviously what it could have been i guess I, I, again i don't know um but they're expecting him to make a full recovery um, Jared Banner didn't want to get into too many too many of the medical details, but um, uh, so he's gonna have the surgery. He had the surgery. Uh, he's gonna be out for the season. Um, yeah, and, and and I believe he said that they kind of um, let me find this so him, I don't mess this. Get up. him on AG one and Owen and see if that helps. Yeah, so it was something that this is a quote from Jared Banner. Uh, it was something that has kind of been lingering for a while with both the throwing program and off the mound. So ultimately, it was something we had to do. That's that, and that's pretty much all I have to say. All I have on on Braylon. That's, mm. um, yeah. So that so give so, us something positive, Ryan, on someone else. Like, okay, we we started high with Brennan Davis coming back. We got Marquez not looking as good. So we're hitting the roller coaster. Yeah, let's go back. Let's take the upswing um, again. Give us positive prospect. How about update. um? We'll go with Miguel Amaya. Miguel Amaya. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna need a catcher. I believe he returned. Was it last week that he yeah. started? Yeah, he's not catching. Um, this is the quote from from um, Jared Banner. It's great for us. He is a real major prospect for us at an important position. Quality catching is hard to find throughout the game, so anytime you have a, qu- a catching prospect, 
Uh, it's always great. Um, yeah, so he oh he well he returned to game action at the Arizona Complex League on July first. Um, he had Tommy John surgery last year, and um, then he was uh, he returned to Double A Tennessee this past week or last week, um, and he's he's been playing down there. He's not catching again. He uh, he's just DHing right now, but I think that's the fact that he can even get out there and and swing um, is is a good sign for them for the Cubs. Um, this is again from Jared Banner. Um, he obviously hasn't gotten behind the plate in a while, and he won't be behind the plate for a little while longer. But at least to get him back swinging the bat, you don't want to miss too much time with a young player. So to get him back out there, he hit the ground running this weekend. We're excited to see that. Um, another guy that's that uh, a Banner didn't rule out a, a possible go out to to the Arizona Fall League and and play there. Um, but uh, again, that's a guy that had, you know the Tommy John surgery derailed some things. Um, but he was a guy that was very highly thought of in the Cubs system uh, a few years ago. And, if again, if Wilson Contreras gets traded, you don't have a whole uh, – you look at the catching pipeline, I guess, you so to say, uh, so to speak. Miguel Amaya is still probably at the top of that. Um, so to get, get him back just in game action in general yeah. uh, it is good. And then to possibly have him maybe go back to catching it by, by next year, right. that's, that's going to be an even bigger positive. So – um, yeah, that's that's a good. Well, like when he went to point. Myrtle Beach, that was sort of the start of people saying Contreras might not be here because they've got the next guy in line, and it it hasn't been quite as smooth as I think a lot of people thought. Maybe right. the Cubs feel good about this. That quote bothers me a little bit in that they're saying, "Hey, it's an important position. You got to have a guy here," and it's like you have a guy there. Yeah, <laughs> you can still bring him along, but you have a guy there, and you're going to trade him in the next six days. Yeah, I don't. I understand. Big G has it right. <laughs> Quality catching is hard to find. So it is hard to find. About to trade one an of the all-star best. catcher. Lol. Yeah. Uh, and he's not the guy doing it. I understand. I think he's right, about developing right, the next right, guys. But right. glad somebody there I, realizes can, how I'll important say catcher about is. Amaya, all I'll say about Maya is that it's good to see that he's playing and he's actually like he's even further along than Brennan Davis in terms of just actually playing in games. It's good to see. He's another guy. Send him to Arizona Fall League. If he can start if, – if by then he can start making, like, actually being a catcher by then, then okay, like, fine. Like, I will have more optimism about him going into spring training next year. But, again, I think, I think it's okay to separate him from Wilson Contreras, even though I do like what the Cubs have done in terms of finding catching prospects. I mean, they got another guy, Moises Ballesteros, down in – and uh, Myrtle Beach or South Bend. I think it's Myrtle Beach. But, I mean, he's in Myrtle Beach, so he's going to be a while. You know what I mean? So, like, that's why I still rem- I still keep Contreras, you know, not really involved with it. Like, if, if Amaya was ready, like, like for next year, then I totally get trading Wilson Contreras as much as I love the guy and as much as, I, you know, he's become a leader. But I just you just you just don't know. And also, like catching prospects, not like you know it's going to work out. Yeah, you know it is what it is. Yeah, and so. Well, and here's another positive for you, Cody. It just just keep small sam- it in. Small sample size down at Tennessee heading into today. Um, Amaya, three fifty seven average, eleven fourteen OPS. Mm-hmm. Uh, already two or a home run and four RBIs. Call him up. Um, <laughs> in just uh, fifteen plate appearances. So as small a sample size See as in they August. come, but. 
He's, he's mashing the ball. He, he's mashing I'm, the ball out the gate. That's I'm, for sure. I'm glad he can still hit baseballs. <laughs> now, can you squat down and catch some baseballs and like, you know, call a game? Like that's what you're. That's what they. That's why want you're trading the other guy allegedly? Right, allegedly. Cody, go out and get that Amaya jersey. No, I say go get the Matt Mervis jersey. Huh? My guy, I was texting my told? guy, Mike Dubs. He's not in the chat today, but I was, ch- I was texting him last night. He was at the Iowa Cubs game. Says, uh, dude looks huge, first off, but he also said the defense at first doesn't look great. DH. So, yes, I was <laughs> like, I jokingly, I jokingly said this to him. I was like, ah, okay, DH, re-sign Rizzo, all right? And, uh, and then I said I was broken after I said that, but... So here's here's the quote on Matt Mervis real anyway, quick. Um, he's always had a really good swing and a ton of bat speed and power, but just getting him locked in in the right locked in in the right part of the zone that's a process that takes time. I think last year was a part of that process. Something has just clicked for him this year, and he started hitting and hasn't stopped. Sometimes that's all it takes. Again, from Jared Banner uh, on Matt Mervis. Um, Mervis was a, a twenty twenty undrafted, but he, you know it was a five round draft, so it, like it wasn't. He would have been drafted. He would have been, been drafted by someone. He probably would have been drafted by the Cubs in one of those next couple rounds. Um, I know Dan Kanchvitz talked to us um, during the draft last week um, and kind of said that he was on the radar, but just kind of the limited draft picks they had. Um, they wanted him, and then obviously brought him into the system, and he shot up this year. Went from South Bend to Tennessee, now to Iowa. Um, not, I mean, again, another small sample size, not hitting as well in Iowa so far as he did in Tennessee and South Bend, but he obviously crushed baseballs down there. Um, and, and he, he went to Duke. He's smart. There you go. Um, he's a learner. So, I'm not saying anything nice about Duke. University. He's a learner. I know I already see in the chat people wanting Matt Mervis to, to hit the big leagues at some point in the next, after the trade deadline, second half, whatever. Um, I don't know that for sure, but. I mean, Frank Schwindel, Alfonso Rivas haven't locked down a position at yeah. all. Uh, perhaps you do see Matt Mervis come up and, and see what he's see what he's made of. Obviously, he has to have some more experience in AAA, put up a little bit better numbers, but uh, maybe that is a guy that the Cubs bring up at some point in, in September and just see what he's got. Yeah, I mean, when you're putting up the numbers, he's putting up in, 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 in Hey, we're in doing AAA. a podcast. Joey, I'm we're yelling, doing a show, Joey. You're not We're doing a show, brother. Yeah. We're not going to show you. Yeah, no, no sh- wants we're not show showing Joey, Joey today. Yeah. Don't anyway, show me, but don't don't forget uh, who got the do right donuts on Sunday, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, Mervis well, didn't Luke pay for him? Uh, uh, no, I suggested we get him. I think actually Jake ended up helping uh, pay. Okay. Well, our guys. There, were, there was double payment there. Anyway, our guys. Uh, Mervis, yeah, he's a putting team up. Effort. He's putting up insane numbers this year. Uh, he's very intriguing and. I think, you know, the fact that they got him undrafted, I know it was a five-round draft, but the fact that they got him the way they did, you know, shows what the scouting and player development has improved to. So, to anyone, you know, I, I'm, all, I'm all for your negativity, Michael Collada. I get it. Like, we should have paid some guys. But when you're, when you're in the chat Passed and you're it. saying that, like, you don't tr- trust Jed in this front office in terms of finding guys to, to develop and, and build the next team – I mean, I, I have to wholeheartedly disagree with you there because all signs point that at least there's a, there's a chance. Will they all pan out? No. But there's this guy looks like the real deal, and they got him undrafted. And he has the best mi- numbers in the minor leagues this year uh, as far as RBIs and home runs. There's, there's like, the fact that they, that they got him the way they did, it's, it's actually kind of impressive. So um, I think there's – 
the farm is the one thing you can lean back on this organization and be like, all right, well, get him here already. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. another all quote, another quote from Banner on Mervis. Um, kind of asked just kind of how, how has he been this consistent at pretty much every, every level he's been in. Um, and he said the thing that stands out is he doesn't strike out. Most guys that hit for that much power strike out a bit more. So the combination of contact and power is pretty enticing. Um, you do like to hear that about a player that hits for power. Cause we've, Simil, yeah. we've yeah. seen a lot of power hitters that also strike out uh, as much as any other player in the, in the league. So. Right. Similar scouting report to one Ryan Herrera on the softball field. That's as, yeah, almost the same thing I've heard from other teams. You should have seen this one hit that I had. Cody was there, and I cranked that one. You did. And even the other, co- the other coach told me that. He's like, yeah, you just hit it to our best player. I'm like, of course I did. But it was, it was, I felt good about it. Yeah, they had the shift on. That's why Cody hates the shift. Uh, do, you have the a, shift. do you have a points bet pick of the week we could go with? Like something uh, we could focus on, even if it's a futures bet, like something you want to throw out there? Well, on uh, CHGO Bets Daily, uh, today at 1230, we talked about the uh, futures of, for Chicago Bears running back uh, David Montgomery and quarterback Justin Fields. Uh, and I really, really love the over for Justin Fields' rushing yards. It's like 545, I think, off the top of my head. Oh, yeah, that seems low. Yeah. And he had like 400-some last year, yeah. and he didn't play every single game. So Still the it's offensive at minus, line. It's at mm. minus 110 or minus 115 on points bet. I think that that is an absolute lock that you should definitely be placing because – if there's anything the Chicago Bears have ever been good at, it's running the ball. And I think that this offense with Justin Fields, they're going to try and get him out running a little bit since he's young and shit. I'd, I'd love to see somebody take Cubs' money line all the way to the, to the trade deadline. The Cubs <laughs> just winning out, doing the opposite well, of last time where they, that would be, it just looks the ridiculous. Giants, the Giants have dropped six straight. Yeah, they have see? to play the, the uh, Diamondbacks. Had, we saw tomorrow. that last time when the Cubs were on the losing streak and the other team, yeah. and the Braves came in. Someone had uh, Things had to change at some point. Yeah. We had one last You got one. one more quote for us? Yeah, it was one all right, more. All right, hit us with uh, a quote. It's on everyone's favorite prospect at this point, I guess. Um, Pete Crow Armstrong. Um, at, uh, Jared Banner asked, you know, the way Pete Armstrong's kind of shot up over the last, you know, honestly, this whole season, um, just is there even a possibility, remote possibility, that he could be up in 2023? Mm-hmm. Jared Banner says, we don't put limits on any of our guys. We're not going to rush things either. Ultimately, his performance, his performance is going to tell us what he's ready for. So far, he's done a great job, and we've been somewhat aggressive with him, meaning you know, aggressive at putting him at different levels. Um, so we'll see how it goes. So you're saying there's a chance. Saying exactly. There's a chance. That's the quote. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to stamp my my approval that he's going to be up in 2023. But if he, you know, he's again shot up. He's already a high, a high A. He got high put a. up the high A like a month or two ago at this yeah. point. Right. Um, he shot up. If he kind of keeps playing at this level, there's a chance. I mean, and, and he kind of his time got derailed a little bit with that uh, some of his hand, right? I yeah. forgot exactly what it was. Um, so lost a little bit of time there, but keeps kind of playing at this level. He this got hit year. on the finger, didn't he, or something like that? I think he got something hit by like I don't know exactly yeah. what it was, but I think um, so. again, Listen, man, 
Put that guy in the Arizona hey. Fall League. If is that, is that possible? They, you can put anyone in the Arizona I, Fall League. Yeah, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know how. I don't know. Honestly, the, I don't know how it tech, works. But. Anyway, put that guy in the Arizona <laughs> Fall League this this fall. I would say and, it is because Nelson Velasquez was there right, last year. That's true. And then put him in Double A to start the year next year. And if he continues to do what he's been doing, then I thinking that way will allow me to talk myself into thinking we might see him next Man, year. I'd, maybe we should but, go to the Arizona Fall League. Be some nice weather, Jake. Watch a couple games. <laughs> Where are you at, Jake? Arizona Watch Fall a couple League. games. Do a few podcasts. Hey, go out to the Arizona Fall League and then just kind of stick around there until spring training starts. You guys, just ride you'll need a yeah, not even come too. back for Chicago. Winter. What's that, sir? What's up? You'll need a producer too. Oh, oh yeah, that's sure, right. We yeah. do, and we don't want Joey anymore. So yeah, well, Arizona, we'll, just, we'll just pick I'm up someone from PHX. Yeah. I have right. nothing to do. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Joey's out after that incident. Breaking up a perfectly good podcast and yeah, yelling. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what he was yelling about. But right. Anyway. Whatever. All right, yeah, so no, those are exciting. some positives. I do have one last question uh, before we wrap the podcast. How are you biding your time over the next six days before your heart is broken, Cody? Like, well, how can we distract you? And the obvious answer, if somebody asked me that, the obvious answer is donuts <laughs> yeah. or cupcakes or do ice cream. Do right donuts. Uh, yeah, like how do you distract yourself the it, next couple of Are you watching something on television? Are you watching mm. a movie? Uh, well, okay, so this weekend, the way I'll be distracting myself is uh, my good friend Kate. Shout out to her. I don't know if she watches the show, but it's her birthday uh, on Saturday. So she's having people over to her apartment in Lincoln Park. We're going to hang out, probably go out. Um, so, you know, barring if there's any breaking yeah, news, say you do that, I will be, I will be, I will be, I'm not going to be all lathered up, but I will be enjoying the company of my friends on Saturday. That'll get me through Saturday, Sunday. Uh, it's, we're going to have to get some donuts. Um, sure. but the rest of the week, I mean, it's hard, man. I, I, I've honestly, this morning I turned on MLB network Last night when I got home, you did that turned to on yourself, MLB huh? Network. I can turn it on. Like I'm just yep. Nick G says, get yourself a big old Italian beef. Oh, that's a good. One. There you go. I might make Ooh, a few Portillos trips. Yeah, I could use a Portillos. Cheese fries. Mm-hmm. Got to go Ooh, cheese, no. fries. cheese fries. Oh, cake shake maybe. The best thing I'm about not big on that. My no? favorite thing Too about much for Portillos me, is they give like you it. the cheese in the cup. Yeah. That's my yeah. favourite thing yeah. about it. I don't want it on top. I don't yeah, want it on top yeah, of the yeah. they're just a soggy pile of cheese and yeah, muck. Yeah, yeah. I, I like want to dip it. I want to do the dip. Yeah, yeah. The dipping, it hits different. I'm not the cake shake guy. I am a chocolate cake. I do like that cake, though. though. I used to get chocolate yeah. cakes every year for my birthday. It was, it was just like the it's one a thing. Great I, like, I don't care cake. where we go, but you know I need what a you chocolate do? cake. Get yourself a little Culver's on the side of that chocolate. Ooh, oh, man. You're going crazy. You're not, you're oh, not, not, she had a leftover, uh, what do they call them, concrete Mixer, mixers. She had mixer. one. She had one of those left over that had been sitting in our freezer for two days last night. She pulled it out finally after she got home from work. And I just looked at her like, it's time. Like, you know it's time. <laughs> you know that I'm getting some of this. Like, I have it. let this sit in the freezer this long. Like, you know uh, me. You were, you were like a Labrador <laughs> sitting on the floor with your tongue out. Like, you're going to have all that? You're well, going to finish wanted, that? You're going to finish that spike? Huh? You're going to have it all? She wanted to eat it in bed, so we went to lay Crazy down. And her. I'm just, hey. like, sitting there laying, laying down. I'm like... How you doing? Like, like, let me get like, some of this. Is that too cold? Uh, I'll keep mine short, sweet. I uh, may be apartment hunting this. The, oh. Over the Did you reach out to the realtor that I gave no, you? I, need, I actually need to do that to you. Or, I, I need to talk to you about that. Okay. So we can we can figure that out. Yeah. Um, I know people. I have found, have found a couple places that 
I'm not going to say where. I don't want I don't want the public to know where my right. domain is. Well, we saw a mattress at the back of the stairs over here, so <laughs> I don't know if that's yours or. Uh, I'm, yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, so. That'll be a little distraction. And then you're going to be in St. Louis the day of the deadline, right? I will right? be in St. Louis on August 2nd. And we're planning a, a draft or a trade deadline Show. special podcast that day. In yeah. fact, if anything happens, we'll 99.99999% chance we're going to be ready to go. Like, right. if Contreras gets traded, we're going to try and do a podcast as soon as possible. If he, uh, Get if it he up gets and traded going, on Saturday, open up the chat. We will, we will be doing a show somehow, some way. Yeah, and that, we, that's the thing is like Sunday, even though whatever. I'll be doing that, Cody will be doing his thing. As soon as, as soon as something breaks, we got an emergency podcast might have to not have to happen. Like that's might have to be ready for that. You, you guys you might, are going to have to cut down on the uh, barley pops then. Yeah, it might be eleven thirty p.m. You're have to limit Cody's the barley like pops. You need to be lucid if you're doing the show. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Again, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be distracting myself from all of this on Saturday by enjoying the company of my friends. And not being insanely intoxicated. Okay, that's right. Yeah, good for you. I'm a. I, I am a, a man of the people. How many times do I have to say it? Man of the people here. All right. Like if it's trade season, some things are bigger than my enjoyment of alcoholic beverages. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and that would be points bet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> thanks for dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs podcast again. We will be here for pre and post game on Thursday. And then if anything breaks over the weekend, we will have breaking in with podcasts. Uh, Corey and Brendan will do always their series ending podcast. Corey's going to join us for tomorrow night's remote one because it's a late, it's a late nighter. I think our pregame's like eight o'clock. Yep. And then we have post game. Um, but we'll have the chat up and if, you know, some of these trades or rumors start to kick up. I'm sure that will take over a lot of pre and post over actually just a baseball game. Yeah. We'll so, see. Until then, oh, do your one best more thing. to stay sane. One more thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I gained like 11 followers on TikTok today because of a video I posted. I am 20 followers from 300. Go follow me, Look Cody underscore CHGO. Cody gained 11 followers. I gained 11 pounds. Thanks for checking <laughs> out the CHGO Cubs podcast. Have a great night and fly the W.